Welcome back to the Palmetto Report. I'm Cheryl Clagg, and today we're joined by Chief Charles Yerda to talk about his recent promotion and future plans for campus safety. Chief Yerda, thank you for coming and congratulations. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting us. No worries. So you recently got promoted to new official chief of police. How does that feel? Uh, well, obviously, it's a joyous occasion for me, um, being that I started my whole career at Winthrop University and uh, attended Winthrop University. So it's interesting to look back at my history and realize, as a student, where I was going to end up um, in my career. Um, that's one thing. Obviously, another part of it would be sort of a heavy burden um, when you realize that the buck stops with me at our police department. So the initiatives we do the resources that we um, are allowed to enable and the patrols that we do obviously come down to our guidance as a command staff, but ultimately my decision on where we're putting those resources so we get the best use out of them. On going on to that, kind of building off of your resources, mm -hmm. what would you say is the biggest problem on campus right now that you want to put your primary focus on? If I had to pick one absolute problem that we have on campus, and it's not just campus, this is a societal problem. It is this lack of buy-in that the community sometimes have with their police department. Um, over the years, there seems to be an increase in what amounts to apathy on individuals to where it's no longer a neighbor looking out for a neighbor, it's an individual looking out for the individual and not anybody else. Um, our police department consists of 25 individuals, if I had them here, every single person in my office out on the road at one time, which obviously doesn't happen because we rotate through nights and days and things like that. So the chances of my officers seeing something with their own eyes is drastically reduced compared to Winthrop University's population, whether that's students and faculty staff. So the chances of you all seeing something before my officers seeing something is, of course, most likely what's going to happen. We have to have that community buy-in in order to do our jobs. We can't do it without the community. So we want to go back to basics almost and say, okay, here's what we're here for. Here's what our mission is. And, but we want the community to understand that part of that mission is having open lines of communication with them and keeping that transparent so that they have buy-in to the department and help us do our jobs. And I remember last time I interviewed you, you spoke of LiveSafe, which mm -hmm. is an app that lets the user report crimes to you guys. Mm -hmm. How is that initiative doing so far within the Winthrop community? So we've had LiveSafe, or a version of LiveSafe, for roughly six to eight years now. Um, this year has been our highest, what I call downloads. So usually what ends up happening is uh, the end of summer, right before fall semester starts, into about September. Um, we see an increase of individuals, obviously, who download that app. Mm -hmm. This semester, this academic year, has been our highest increase since we started the app originally six to eight years ago. Um, we are also seeing a high increase in not only people downloading it, but people using it, which is great. That's what it's there for. Um, a big perk of LiveSafe is two things. Number one, it allows for anonymous communication. We understand that sometimes people don't necessarily want us to want to give us their information, but they want to make us aware of something. We'd rather them do that than not contact us at all because they're worried about anonymity issues. Um, the other big thing about LiveSafe is it allows the user to text us. We have over and over, um, every generation, so to speak, or every new group of freshmen that come in, 
what we find, and it's just a sign of the times, that individuals will text us for anything, but they may not call us for something that they really should call us for. So by having that uh, safety app downloadable and by those individuals using it, whether they use text or not, um, it increases our chance of just having that information coming in so that we can do our jobs. Understandable. Also, I saw on your website that you started what was called an Adopt-A-Hall project. What can you tell us about that? So the Adopt-A-Hall project, um, pre-COVID, was a program that allowed us to assign an officer to each residence halls. They would then work with what were RLCs, but now RSCs, um, to come up with safety programming. But also it was a check-in thing, try, try to take a temperature. If there's a certain issue in that hall that was specific to a floor, an individual, or just the whole building, it allowed that communication line to stay open. After COVID, obviously during COVID that kind of came down, everybody separated to keep distancing and that kind of thing. After COVID, we are now re-implementing that, but we're trying to focus, rather than having different officers in different dorms, we're trying to focus on having one community officer, so to speak, that can reach out to all the dorms through their RSCs and things like that. Um, we're still in the initial phase of implementing that out. So far, it seems to be working better than what we originally had COVID, uh, but we want to ramp up the programming that we're doing for each of the residence halls as well. And I also spoke with some students before we even came here to see what their biggest concern on campus was. Mm -hmm. And the consensus was that they're concerned about the sexual assault cases that are happening on campus. Mm -hmm. What policies are in place that can help them get more information for preventions and protections? So stepping back a little bit, um, Winthrop University in the last year, two years, um, just finally got a Title IX coordinator that solely has their job, Kevin Shepard, does an amazing work. Um, his office does a lot of programming, um, reach out, and then also helping do triage, for lack of a better term, on cases that are coming in as far as what may need to be looked at now, what may not be a case, and what um, needs can be held onto for a little bit. They, he partners up with um, what used to be the Octans Office of Victims Assistance, um, and now they have a new name. But that is manned by Italy Jackson, who actually um, is our victim's advocate for the whole university, pretty much. She is a wonderful person who's able to reach out, provide not only resources on campus, but provide resources that are off campus, kind of has a guide in that area. Um, Basically, on campus with sexual assaults, we want the highest priority for anybody is we want to report it. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to report it to the police department. It just means that they could report it to, for instance, Kevin Shepard, Italy Jackson. Um, if they choose to do that, we at least know that A, we're reporting it, so we're getting accurate numbers that we can then disseminate out to the general public so that Winthrop has a clearer picture of the amount of sexual assaults that we have on campus. Um, but also, we want to make sure that those individuals get the resources they need, um, whether it's treatment, counseling, whether it's guidance through academics, affairs, and how that works with them. Um, the most important thing is the reporting aspect. Just because someone reports it to an individual Winthrop doesn't necessarily mean that the police department investigates it. So, by law, if an individual wishes to report a sexual assault and receive those resources but does not want to come to the police department, that is their right, and we respect that right. Um, so we only investigate the cases that actually are brought to Winthrop University Department's attention. Um, those are hard cases to investigate sometimes. There are instances of where, unfortunately, the survivor and the um, subject are the only two people in the room, obviously. 
So without physical evidence, without um, third party eyewitness testimony, those are hard cases to investigate. Our policy that I implemented was on sexual assaults, we would investigate all sexual assaults, but has a third party pair of eyes, we would then take those cases to the solicitor's office who would in essence prosecute those cases if we were able to obtain arrest warrants and see them through trial. We then let the solicitors look at it, and the solicitors tell us, okay, this is enough for us to move forward in a case, or unfortunately, there's just not enough for us to prosecute. Doesn't mean that the incident didn't happen, it just means that there's not enough evidence to move forward to sustain a um, criminal decision in a court. Um, one of the other big things we really have with uh, sexual assaults is making everybody aware of their surroundings, making everybody aware of the resources that we have available. Um, we still have a, a safety escort program at night, uh, safety escort program at night, excuse me. Um, but for, for some reason right now, it's not heavily utilized. Um, we are actually, Winthrop has increased their funding to that area, and we are actually hoping to hire an additional full-time person who that's pretty much mainly will be their job. Um, so that will cut down on the wait times and things like that. So those are just some of the areas that we're focusing on, including the emergency phone system, um, nighttime lighting options that Winthrop University currently has and can expand on, just to try to make the campus at night feel safer, but also in general, know how to protect themselves from sexual assault. And I also read on the report that came out this year via Clergy Act, mm. I read that theft is still the number one crime on campus. What absolutely. is your opinion on that? And do we have any plans to kind of... So absolutely no. At university across the board, usually their highest crime is what we call larcenies or what I call crimes of opportunity. Um, the biggest way to combat crime of opportunity is education to the population that's being affected. So for instance, the student population, educating them on... We understand that, you know, it's a beautiful campus, you feel safe and that's good. But sometimes leaving your stuff out in, in the general area, whether that's on a, you know, a cafe table at Markley's or Thompson Cafe, or leaving your stuff in a uh, classroom and then going to the bathroom, um, sounds like it should be okay, and it should be okay. Unfortunately, there are some individuals that will use that opportunity to um, steal your items. So what we tried to tell people is this, education, biggest combating to uh, property crimes. But part of that is the understanding of why we do that. If those individuals were at their home, their permanent residence in Columbia, South Carolina, I doubt that they would walk into a McDonald's, lay their keys and their laptop, their book bag on a table, and then go order their food, leaving their stuff there by themselves. If they went to Walmart in their hometown, I doubt they would leave their car unlocked and then walk into Walmart, go shopping, come back. If they were at nighttime at their own house or they left during the day, I doubt they would leave their front door open or unlocked. Those same common sense crime um, tactics, we need those individuals to remember and bring with them when they come on this campus. Um, when you leave your residence hall, shut your door and lock your door. Um, even at night, when you're in there at night, um, sleeping, lock your door. You would do it at your own house. We don't leave our doors usually unlocked in our residence when we sleep. Um, same thing for just leaving items here and there. Uh, if you're going into Thompson, go ahead, get your food, and bring everything back all at once so that you're maintaining a constant um, visual on your items has where they lay. That greatly reduces our crimes of opportunity. The other big parts of that is calling us if something doesn't seem or feel right. Um, I had a residence hall that an individual, I think, propped the door open, and they were loading stuff in. Um, 
but they forgot they propped it open. So then they went on about their business, went to their room. Two hours later, um, one of our officers is driving by, sees a door propped open, says, what the heck's going on? This isn't right. So they get out, unprop the door, the door shuts. Um, we go back and review the footage to figure out who did it because obviously that's a residence life issue. But then we also noticed that probably 25 students who live in that building go in and out that door. And nobody thought to themselves, wait a second. We shouldn't have this door propped open. This isn't a good idea. Um, so it's just using those common sense things, and it's really saying, hey, if something doesn't seem right, feel right, call us, you know, let us look at it. If we need to unprop the door, we'll unprop the door. Uh, but those are really big things, and that kind of goes back to that community buy-in um, and that partnership that we need. Yes, of course. And also, I wanted to get your input. There was the CVS shooting on Cherry Road not too long ago. I wanted to know, and I'm sure the students want to know as well, how did the Winthrop University Police help investigate this? So we have a very close working relationship with all York County law enforcement, whether that's the Sheriff's Office, the Rock Hill City Police. Um, because our officers have statewide jurisdiction, they routinely um, offer their assistance up and routinely will back up those agencies when they need to. In the case of CVS, that was a, um, a excuse me, a ongoing motor vehicle um, pursuit that had occurred so often that it was broadcast through all the countywide radios. We're all on the same radio channels. Um, so we knew it was occurring and we knew it was coming. When it finally ended at CVS, our main concern at that moment is we sent officers to help secure that area, but in the end, we also need to inform the, our general public. So that's the importance of sending those um, woo alerts out, advising people what's going on so they know what the issue is, um, but also reminding them, hey, stay away from the area, let us investigate, and that way they're not tied down in traffic and they're not wandering over wondering what's going on. Of course, and all these initiatives you spoke about, how would you say these have helped the community relations between Winthrop and its police department? Um, so far, very well. The, the feedback that we've got is very positive. We still have some areas we need to work on, do not get me wrong. Um, but it's been positive and overwhelming. I think we're heading in the right course. We just have to continue our efforts and continue that partnership. And are there any initiatives that you plan on starting this year? There are a couple of other initiatives that we are phasing in. Um, some of them are going to be community uh, meet and greets. Some of them are going to be some tabling things Rock Hill Police and do here as well because they serve our community as well. Um, and then some of them is really sticking to the programming and educational, just trying to get that vision and that mission across and the buy-in that we need. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Charles Yerida, and congratulations again on your promotion. Thank you. Thank this you. This has been the Palmetto Report, and thank you so much for watching.